Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 63 of Beyond Synth. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. Yeah, okay, I fucked it up. How you guys doing? All right, did you enjoy last week's episode? We're back from our break as of last week, and if everything goes as planned, there should be new episodes all through summer. If I had it my way, there would never be any breaks, and hopefully we can achieve that goal. Because as you know, we launched a Patreon for Beyond Synth, and I want you to check it out. Uh, it's at uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. I'll also post the links in the show notes on SoundCloud, so you can check that out. Uh, in the meantime, I want to remind you that Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. Uh, if you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. DownToJam.com. That's uh, D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M dot com. So check it out. This, by the way, is Beyond Synth. And today my guest is FM84. And uh, he had an album came... He he had an... (laughs) I promise I won't go on any breaks again because it seems to really screw me up. He has an album out and it is very good. We recorded this interview the day the album came out. which was, I think, a month before I took my break, and then I took a break for a month. So what I'm trying to say is this conversation is fresh. A fresh interview with FM84. But no, we had a good talk, and you should definitely check out the album because it is very, very good. How about this? Let's listen to a track, and then we'll come back and do some stuff. Here's a track that I think is pretty awesome. It's called 10th Impact by 80 Hawk.
was 10th Impact by A.D. Hawk, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. So how is everybody doing today? Hope you're all having a good time. Listen, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that'd be cool. Uh, That's where I post links to new episodes and anything interesting that's going on in the universe of Beyond Synth. So that's at Andy Last on Twitter. That's the official Twitter account for Beyond Synth. And check out the SoundCloud, man. That's soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth. And while you're following things, man, check out the Beyond Synth Facebook page, because it's cool, too. So look, obviously, since I was on break for a while, I've had a lot of uh, junk mail accumulate, and uh, we haven't done this in a little bit, so uh, it's time to read some junk emails. I've got a few of these junk emails that I've saved, and I don't know why I saved them, because they're terrible, but I just want to delete this stuff off my computer and, and clear up some space. So here's a quick one. This was on SoundCloud, actually. This was from, uh, <laughs> it was now referred to as Deleted User. Your songs are awesome. Have you ever tried increasing some plays? It helps to increase your audience. I'm sure you can find somewhere to do it for cheap. I love these guys. They are low cost and their product is of high quality. Promotermusic.com They spell promoter wrong, which is, I guess... (laughs) I love when you just get these messages where someone clearly doesn't know you or what you do. So uh, they think my songs are awesome, and I'm, I'm happy because I've put out a lot of songs. Uh, you know, Beyond Synth is just one big album, the most epic album ever made. It's about 80 hours worth of <laughs> solid gold tracks. So thanks, deleted user. I will take you up on that offer, and I will visit uh, promotermusic.com because their product is of high quality. Hey, this was another one I got. Dear recipient, I want to make a charitable donation of $50 million as my philanthropic gesture to the world. Interested individuals should contact me at SusanHughClatton at AIM.com. And that was it. So uh, this lady's got $50 million to give away, and uh, it's philanthropic. So you should probably get in contact with her. I don't have any time to do any of this stuff. So you email SusanHughClatton at AIM.com, and uh, you get a piece of that 50 fucking million dollars. I wish you guys all the best, because I really want you guys to have that money. All right, here's a... 
<laughs> My favorite. So this is a normal one. Good day. I am Christian Alwyn, a German citizen, though you don't know me. My colleague sometime in the past solicited for your partnership in a transaction in regard to getting some funds transferred to your account, but you opted out due to reasons best known to you, which left the transaction pending then. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking convoluted sentence. <laughs> that was one sentence. Well, he later solicited for my partnership and support on the same transaction, though he informed me about your effort to assist him. We therefore agreed to compensate you after a successful transfer. Okay, so this guy who's friends with this other person apparently solicited for my help in the past and then I opted out for reasons that I didn't disclose to them. But now they're saying they've just gone on to carry out the same transaction and want to pay me to compensate me for my effort in assisting him, even though I opted out and didn't assist anyone. What? <laughs> it's like, what sort of lie is this? So I... <laughs> So I've got this huge, complicated past of consorting with these weird German people who are performing some strange transactions, and then in this fictional story, I opted out <laughs> of continuing my dealings with them, but for some reason they're willing to compensate me for, like, just the level of lies is awesome. I am happy to inform you about our success in getting the funds transferred under my cooperation. We left London, UK, for Paris, France, to have our fun and share the joy of the successful transaction he 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 don't you ever think we forgot about you <laughs> no we didn't forget about your past efforts and zeal to assist at the time yeah i guess <laughs> i guess i had a lot of zeal when i opted out of the fucking <laughs> Anyway, as agreed to compensate you to show our gratitude, we bought some gifts, which include gold jewelries, iPads, and laptops for you. We tried to call you on the phone, but to no avail. We are flying to China tomorrow for investments and will barely have access to email. Due to time constraints, we had no other option than to leave the items with Excel Global Courier Service Company to convey the items to you pending your address reconfirmation. Inside the laptop bags, you will see 20,000 each. That's nine laptops, making it 180,000 US dollars. I hid them inside the laptop bags so that nobody will see it. Instruction has been given that the Excel Global Courier Service to deliver the items to you as soon as you reconfirm your receiving details to them. Email them immediately and ask about item code 9864543 slash pending slash delivery by me. Thank you very much for your zeal to assist then let friendly love continue i'm off take care and god bless so feel free to get in touch with them please pray for our safe trip <laughs> please note that the courier company don't know anything about hiding money in the laptops don't ever disclose it to them mrs christine alwyn at ab9usa at yahoo.com <laughs> The bottom line is, if you have zeal, like I did, when I fucking flat out refused to be a party to these transactions that these people were doing, uh, note that the goodwill will never be forgotten. And one of these days, if you help somebody out, even though you didn't, they might also <laughs> send you nine laptop bags full of money. 
Let's listen to a song. <laughs> All right, this is a track by Fictions off the Migration 2019 album, and it's called, I hope I'm pronouncing this word correctly, So Not. That is S-O-N-A-H-T. So I'm going to say that is So Not by Fictions. <laughs>
And that was Fictions with the track So Not off Migration 2019. And if I pronounce that incorrectly, Fictions, you tell me and I will make the correction on an upcoming episode. So if you listen to the show on SoundCloud, please like the show, man, and comment and share and do all that stuff. That's always fun to uh, read people's comments and stuff. It shows that people are actually paying attention, which makes me happy. Because uh, I would wither and die without the kind words I receive. Although I slowly die further with the negative comments I receive. So it's a, uh, a yin and yang. Beyond Synth is on at 8 p.m. Eastern on Power 85. That's power85.com. Uh, we play the shows at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There is a replay at 1 p.m. on Saturdays that I feel like I'm going to get rid of. Uh, Because, although this was funny, because I thought nobody listened to the Saturday show, and yet a lucky listener got to hear last week's episode early because it got programmed into the radio station roster uh, because I delivered the show a week in advance. And what happened was it played... On Saturday, when it wasn't supposed to. So a lucky listener got a preview of last week's episode, but whatever. It's out now, so it doesn't matter. And uh, as always, we're still doing our Tweet at Meech campaign. So you all know what that is. If you want uh, Mitch Murder on the show, man, tweet at him. Say, hey, you should be on Beyond Synth. Please note, he's never going to do it. So... I just like supporting fruitless endeavors, and I like saying the word fruitless. As I said, uh, we're on Power 85, so you can fower, fower. <laughs> fower, Power 85. Oh, no, that's racist. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, please follow Power 85 Radio at Power 85 <laughs> on Twitter. And also follow Project Friday FM on Twitter. Project Friday is, of course, the show that airs on Power 85 Friday nights, hosted by Steve. You get to hear a lot of cool music on that show. So if you need some background music to your party or you're you're on a late drive, you know, that's a good show to do that too, man. All right, let's listen to another song. Let's listen to... A cool track by Makeup and Vanity Set off the album Wave Hymnal, which is awesome. This is a track called Ono Sendai.
And that was Ono Sendai by Makeup and Vanity Set. He's been around for a long time. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. And maybe I'll have him on the show in the near future because uh, he was definitely um, around at the beginnings of the scene before this thing was even called Synth Wave. This dude was making awesome music and scoring cool things. What else, man? Okay, I don't like to date when I record these shows, but I am reading news from E3. (laughs) So I guess that pretty much confirms that I am recording this intro sometime in the second week of June. So what did they announce that has me excited? I know when it comes to HD remakes, there's this complaint of like, ah, it's it's an old game, you know, just give us new stuff. But I really do want to play Skyrim again. I love that game so much, and I haven't had it for a long time. I put in, you know, hundreds of hours, and I look forward to uh, playing it with, uh, you know, higher definition graphics and new lighting effects and stuff like this. It's one of those games that I've always wanted to just have around. You know, sometimes there's games you have, like, I don't necessarily play Grand Theft Auto V all the time, but I like that it's there. I just like that it's on my console, so it's a comforting thing that I can always go back and, you know, pop in. Grand Theft Auto for a few minutes and stuff like that. And Skyrim has been one of those games that I always kind of wish that I also just had around. Because really, I just played it for a concentrated, you know, several months in 2011 and haven't really played it since. And I was playing on, like, the PS3 version, which was the one that was uh, notoriously buggy. And uh, I remember at one point it took, like, five minutes for my game to load because of the way that the information was... I cannot explain the problem. It had something to do with information leaking or something, and your save file would just become so ginormous that it would... uh, What am I talking about? Anyway, look, they announced some cool things at E3. I'm looking forward to Mass Effect. I'm looking forward to Skyrim HD. Titanfall looks kind of fun. I don't know. All sorts of things. Okay, how about this? We got FM84 coming up in just a little bit. I'd like to listen to another song. So this is a track by Sinclair808 off the album Phantom Architect. And this track is called Wheels of Steel.
And that was Wheels of Steel by Sinclair 808 off the album Phantom Architect. And that is a cool song. And uh, we got FM 84 coming up really soon. And uh, you're going to enjoy that talk. We had a lot of fun. What else? We did our junk mail. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Oh, okay. So if you want your tracks on the show, uh, you can always reach out to me. I always like to have uh, artist permission before I play songs on the show. That's one of my sort of prerequisites. So if you uh, you want to send me some tracks, feel free. You can send me tracks uh, the same way that people get in contact to write mail which I didn't even talk about in this episode. But, uh, you know, you can send me a private message on SoundCloud, on Twitter, on Facebook, and uh, just send me a link, and I'll check out your stuff. Just know that I listen to a lot of music, like, months and months in advance of when it actually makes it into a Beyond Synth playlist. So it's all completely random. Like, sometimes I'll be making an episode of the show, and I need, like, five minutes to kill, and then someone emails me, and then I'll just drop their song in. And then other times people send me tracks, and I listen listen to them for months before I finally plop them into the show. So definitely if you want your tracks uh, featured on the show, uh, send me links and I'll check them out. And if I dig them, I'll play them. And that's the gist of that. I'm going to listen to one more song. This one's been really growing on me, man. You know I like Hoo-Ha. And you know he's been on the show lots of times and we have lots of fun. And his track, Cool Teenage High School Jacket, from the Synthwave Belongs in a Museum uh, EP, uh, is... Or is it an LP? I'm going to stop caring, all right? I'm just going to call everything an EP from now on unless it's a single. I don't give a shit, all right? Because every time I say EP and LP, I always forget which one means what. Listen, he released this thing called Synthwave Belongs in a Museum that had five tracks on it. Cool Teenage High School Jacket is one of them. And uh, the more I've been listening to this one, it just keeps growing on me, man. It's an awesome song. So this is uh, Cool Teenage High School Jacket by Hoo-Ha.
that was Hoo-Ha with Cool Teenage High School Jacket. And uh, we're just going to go right to the conversation I had with FM84 now. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. I don't know why I'm signing off as if it's the end, because it's not. We have another hour <laughs> when talking to FM84. So enjoy the show. Here's my conversation with FM84. Alright, and I'm here with FM84, Colin Bennett. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Before, I guess you should say hi, and then we'll... Hi. <laughs> I just literally, right before this moment, I told you I didn't have any questions, uh, but I do. So, everyone calls you, you shorten your name. Now, do you say it as Cole or Call? Cole, but um, my mom and dad call me Colin, but... Um I suppose when I was growing up in the 80s, all of the really crappy characters in movies and all of the real were called Colin, and they're always like a complete idiot. Oh, it's Colin. <laughs> Hello. So um, I kind of, yeah, I thought for to go for Colin with like associated with FM84, I thought, mm, maybe better go with Col. Sounds a little cooler. I'm happy to hear that you have an accent because I know I, I had, you know, The Midnight on. And then the one dude from that who uh, was like, he moved to England, but then he was in like a... Where was he from? Denmark? Yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah he, yes. he sounded strangely Scottish on that podcast. Which well, he, yeah, he's got, he's got an interesting accent. And so I know yeah. that yeah, you were originally from Scotland and then now you yeah. live uh, in the States. And I was like, oh, is he going to have like some like weird amalgamated accent? But you don't. You just uh, you just sound Scottish, which is cool. Well, uh, if my mom and dad ever listen to this, they'd probably say, what the hell is wrong with your accent, by the way? You, <laughs> where, where did you get the American accent? I was like, it's not American. Seriously. So, um, yeah, I've had to soften the... Um, the accent a little bit over here so that my work colleagues can actually understand the damn thing I say. Can you turn it on to full blast again, like the, the pure Scottish? You mean like this, Andy? You mean if I'm talking like this and you want to go out to the pub? Yeah, I could do that. Can you do that for the rest of the show? <laughs> no. Well, strangely, strangely, one um, I used to do this fake Scottish... I don't know why I did this fake... I would exaggerate the Scottish accent mm. um, where, where, you know, in the job I used to be in before I moved to the new one. And uh, and I, I used to... I was like, Hello there, Josh. How are you today? Oh, yeah. And I was like, Why am I doing that? <laughs> I feel... Sometimes that that's what Adam McNabb does. Yeah, that was a fun podcast because he has like uh, this. It's his his accent is very pronounced, but I, sometimes I do get the impression that like part of it is. Well, I think he's even said that before that he finds he thinks his accent is fun. Like it is a fun accent to have. Adam uh, McNabb actually sounded a little bit like um, Noel Gallagher, you know, from Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time when I was listening to that, I was like, it sounds like Noel Gallagher. He's even got the same sense of humor. So yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a combination of that and Carl. Pilkington. But today we are going to talk to you, man, FM84. Thanks for having me on. I've been a, a fan of your stuff. And now you got this new album out, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite tracks here that I've played like several times on the show because I love it so much. So I hope you have a story prepared. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make something up. Yeah, let's let's first talk about the origin here. So Colin Bennett. Yep. Nice Scottish lad somehow ends up in the States. Yeah. Oh well that was a, that's an interesting story. Um so I don't know if many people know, but I'm a graphic designer. Um I'm a, I, I sort of I work in design and uh 
yeah, I was designing in Scotland um, one day and uh, I I had a really crappy day at work. Um, I found out that some new brand identity I designed was getting credited to some other design agency. And I came home and I was like, oh man, this is this is just not good. And then at the same time, an email jo- dropped into my inbox from Apple um, in Cupertino, California saying, hey, we sort of like your work. Are you interested in chatting to us? So um, yeah, so cut a long sort of conversation short. Um, I was in a plane the following week. Um, and I met with some of the some of the great um, leadership team within the design team at um, Apple, and uh, uh, yeah, the le- the rest is history. I, I yeah, I moved over just over four years ago to join the design team at Apple, doing a lot of the creative marketing stuff, all the launch stuff. So you know, you'd you know, when you go into an Apple store, you see the the window displays. Worked on those as well as the in store graphics as well as packaging. Um, I actually was invo- I led the team that designed the iPhone six box. Oh, cool, cool. Which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I worked at Apple for just over two and a half years and a couple of my colleagues moved over to a company called Nest um, which make like um, kind of connected thermostats and smoke alarms and cameras and stuff Uh, and it's run by Tony Fidel who's the creator of the iPod at Apple with Steve Jobs so he started that company and it's a really cool company and it's a really nice place to work and it's a lot of fun so um, it helps pay the bills while I make silly music so did you uh, come up with that sort of apple with the bite out of it no I would love to say that no <laughs> no <laughs> would you you can take credit for it here no one listens okay, to this yeah, show I designed the apple logo yeah. <laughs> Uh, just appendix. I did not design the apple. <laughs> so is your is your wife also Scottish? She, yeah, she's Scottish too. Um, okay, so you guys had to you had to bring bring everybody along. Yeah, right? it was it was a crazy. Yeah, she pretty much put her career in hold. She's a lawyer. She's a smart cookie. She's way smarter than me. I'm I'm the, the stupid one. I'm the creative one. Did you consult with her when you saw that someone had uh, appropriated your designs? Well, they didn't take them. It was just the um, design blog that posted the work was just crediting it to the wrong agency. <laughs> so, oh, right, so right. another agency was going, hey, this new design designed by this agency. I was like, ah, oh, it's not them. So it, was, it was my agency. Then you go like, I'm going to have to go home and tell my wife. Exactly. So no, that was that was a fun day. But yeah, she's 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 great. She moved over um, with me. She put her career in hold and she, she volunteered for the first year out here she was working at the academy of sciences in san francisco um she was doing volunteering reading with with them um, young kids helping them and uh, then sort of we we very luckily got our green card and um, within the first year uh, of me working at apple so then she could work again but then she couldn't figure out if she wanted to do the bar you know in california to be a proper lawyer over here right right, so right. Then to cut a long story short is she did the bar about a year and a half ago when she's now working as a lawyer and she works just around the corner from where i work in palo alto so um well, that's cute the whole kind of journey four years ago has just figured itself out um and it's cool because she's busy all the time. Uh, she's she works like about fourteen hour days, mm. so it allows me the the time to do the music. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that's which awesome. Is fun. Well, let's talk about some of that music now. How about that? Sure. Uh, listen, you have a song that I've played several times on this show because I think it's really awesome. So we're going to listen to it. Cool. And it's a track called Mainframe. Cool. Which is my personal favorite although the new album's got some some pretty cool ones we're going to talk about but uh we're going to listen to mainframe by fm 84 
And that was Mainframe by FM84, and I am joined by FM84 right now. So talk to me about that song, because it's awesome. That was a sort of, like, you know the Los Angeles EP is full of kind of sunshine and up-tempo vibes and all that kind of stuff. I kind of decided there's a bit, little bit too much sunshine and good vibes in here. Let's do something a little bit darker. So that's where that track started. I wanted to try and write a kind of grittier synthy track and it just kind of flowed it just kind of came together and come up with that sort of gritty bass line and just wrote the track around about it and it came together pretty quickly uh yeah it's it's a fun track i really like it it was really fun to play it live um in san francisco last year i played the dna lounge in san francisco and uh yeah that one that one went down really well because i had a live drummer and a live guitarist on stage with me which was really cool and they they get the guitarist just riffed over the top of the track and it was it was really really cool and well, it's uh, a pretty epic song like especially like when everything builds like it just it, it that song's got a great build and then like when everything's sort of going at the same time towards the end i'm great at musical lingo by the way yeah, uh, no, <laughs> yeah when everything's going and the song gets cool uh but it, it's really hey who are the dudes that played with you where'd those people come from um there were two guys in san francisco um the the owner of the night um a guy called devon um put me in touch with a drummer called devon as well and a guy called k the guitarist and um i basically he said do you play live and i said no but i'd like to mm. um and he says well can you play in two weeks time and i was like ah <laughs> take take my like imac setup and turn it into something for the, the 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 stage um so yeah i took on the challenge i said yeah i'll figure it out but i would like to have a live drummer and a guitarist because i think me up there um, it's not going to be that interesting to be honest so he said oh I know a guitarist I know a drummer like I'll put you in touch so those guys were great we rehearsed twice and then I put a lot of effort into the show you know I cut together all the visuals from different movies um, I even bought pretty much the Marty McFly outfit <laughs> I, I was on eBay buying you know the, the red puffer jack the, the red life preserver etc and um, yeah I put a lot of effort into the show and it was, it was kind of funny because I had a lot of friends um, from Apple turn up and they were all joking before the show going oh great are we paying ten dollars to get in and see Colin stand there with a the laptop? And they came in and they were like, "Oh wow, he's actually made an effort." Um, and <laughs> I think I, I'm not sure what they're expecting. I think very low expectations. I think they were walking into just like, oh, "What a waste of ten dollars!" Yeah. Um, so I, I think it was it was a really good fun night, and um, the reaction was really really good fun. I'd like to do it again, but it was a lot of work. Um, so we'll see. Well, that's quite a bit of stuff to arrange in that short amount of time. Like seeing as you didn't have a show at all, <laughs> and then you're given ten or two weeks to like all of a sudden meet two people you don't know, and then figure out how to do all this stuff and get visuals and put together a Marty McFly costume. Like, yeah, it was. And thinking back now, it was a little bit crazy because I did decide. Well, I kind of joked at my joke with my work colleagues saying. I don't have a live saxophonist for um, the DeLorean track. I might just air saxophone on stage just for a laugh. <laughs> um, so the, the part of the track came up and I thought, what the heck? So I just jumped out the front of the stage and started doing air saxophone. And people were just like, Wah! and it was so funny. Because I remember Devin that runs the night. He said, don't be frightened to go nuts. You know, have, have a lot of fun. You know, just let your hair down. Don't worry too much about what people are going to think. Put on a show. And that, that part of me thought, right, okay, let's do this. And it was really funny. Um, but I, yeah, I think I would do a slightly cooler show now. I, I think I'm, my, my days of dressing like Martin McFly for the first gig are, are over, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your day? 
Yeah, like I like uh, singular day. I like the uh, the phrasing. You know, like the the owner. You say the owner of the night. Yeah, it was. I, I love that. That, just, that yeah. just sounds cool. You can have that for for a track name, man. Owner of the night. The owner of the night. FM eighty <laughs> four. Well, that's like, that's fun. Well, I mean, so, you, you know, I named, I named the new album after you. You know, it's Atlas, which is almost Andy Last. Hey. Yeah, there you go. I didn't Ex- even catch exclusive. that, and I'm incredibly uh, narcissistic. you think I would have. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> if you're working full-time and you're doing music, I mean, when do you... How does that work with your schedule? Good question. Um, yeah, I've got a pretty busy day job, but thankfully it's not too crazy. So it means that when I get home at nights, I usually say hi to Lorna and then she goes through to work for the rest of the night. Mm. And then, um, yeah, then I spend time making silly noises. The inspiration dried up a little bit last year, to be honest. I went through like a couple of months where I just didn't know what to do with the project. But then after speaking to a few people, I was like, do you want to know what? Like, Let's just figure this out, get out there, you know, try and work on an album. And, and it's, it's just been the most fun, you know, fun thing ever. I've like today, I mean, today's launch day. You're, you're chatting to me the day of like the most, oh, you know, today when I hit the release button this morning at 9 a.m., like the, the floodgates just opened and it's the response has just been amazing. So it, that's that kind of thing keeps me going. It makes me want to write more music. I love um, people enjoying the music. I, lo- I love getting the messages. It just makes it all feel worthwhile because, you know, there's not much money in music yeah. <laughs> these days. So um, to get the kind of appreciation online and, and everyone's so nice in the scene, it's just such a great scene. It's, there's, there's not many haters out there and it's just, yeah, it's a really fun scene to be part of and that's what keeps me going that's what i clear the time make the time to, to do the music so you're going to uh, spoil the illusion for my listeners because now they're going to know when we recorded this interview so when it gets posted in like oh, four no. months well you can cut that gonna... out, so. <laughs> sorry no i don't care <laughs> screwed up for you. well it's always funny when people will like have so and so on the show and i have to sit there and be like i interviewed them like three months ago but i just haven't posted it yet like that, uh, yeah, that sorry, i was confused there andy oh sorry this is actually in june Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For for the release of the the next one. Yeah. I mean, I I know completely what you mean. I I've got several projects on the go, and I keep having this crisis, like probably once a week, of what do I focus on? And honestly, if no one listened to the podcast, it would be done. Like I would, like even though I enjoy making it and I I like having fun. Well, it maybe wouldn't be done, but it would be not like the, the release schedule would be completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of the fact that it gets listens and comments and people send me messages and stuff that sort of like energizes me to keep going. And in fact, that's the reason why, you know, I put this much uh, like of my time into the show as opposed to like my other side projects like Circuit and Breaker and stuff like these other things that I want to work on mm-hmm. because people listen. And, and there's an energy there. And, like, I get that same energy that... Because that's how I can sort of express myself creatively right now, which is why, like... You know, for me, I treat this show more as entertainment than I do as, like, a informational thing. So even though I do get people who listen who tell me to ask the artists really nerdy musical questions, uh, I tend not to ask those sorts of things because they sort of bore me and, like, drag the show down. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Even though I am a nerd for this stuff and I do love Synthwave, as soon as like the question changes to like, so what VSTs do you use? Uh, it, it's just not my my cup of tea. Well, for some people, their ears will prick up and they'll be like, ooh. I, want, I, I want think that's my favorite it. part. Like, but for me, it's always... <laughs> For me, it's the subversion of like of people's expectations. Like, I love when people listen to this show, expecting it to be like a music show, and then it ends up being like you know, me and Adam McNabb doing like an improv. That you know what I mean? Like, that's what it's funny to me because it's just like because that's what energizes me. It's not necessarily. It's just I love synthwave music. You know what I mean? So it's like a sort of a silly show that happens to be in the synthwave scene. But it's a great show, Andy. I mean, I love listening to. I listen to almost every episode, and they're, they're just really good fun. So well, I'm glad some. Someone listens. But enough about me, man. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about this new album. Let's listen to a track right now. This track is called Running in the Night, featuring Ollie Ride. Is that how you say his name? Yep, I think so. Is it one of those like, relationships where you never actually say each other's names? We've barely spoken. I'm only kidding. We speak all the time. Yeah, it's Ollie, <laughs> it's, it's Ollie Ride. All right, so let's listen to this one. This is Running in the Night by FM84. Yeah. 
And that was Running in the Night by FM84 featuring Ollie Ride. Who is Ollie Ride? <laughs> that's, my, that's my question to you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just like stating a fact. Like, Ollie Ride, he is Ollie Ride. No, who is Ollie Ride? Who is Ollie Ride? Ollie Ride is a fantastic vocalist uh, songwriter from Brighton uh, in the UK. Um, he used to be part of a band um, a couple of years ago. He's, he's had quite a, a lot of um, success, I think, solo career. And he was part of a band with Josh Daly, who sings on the Time Cop track, right. um, yep. Let's Talk. They used to be in a band together. And um, I found I found um, Ollie through the Time Cop track, uh, Wild Ones. Uh, not Wild Ones. That's my track. <laughs> Wild Love. <laughs> See, that's what happens when your song titles are so close. Um, so Wild Ones and I... Uh, Wild Love. God damn it. Um, and I'm, <laughs> sorry, my head... You've got to... Re- I have not had much sleep recently. I'm just getting this thing done. Anyway, so um, I love that track. I really love that track. And I thought he's got really good songwriting chops. Um, so I reached out to him to see if he'd be interested in getting involved with the project. He was. Um, and you can hear the result of that on the album. I think I think we've I I I just been absolutely blown away by what he's brought to the project. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love like songwriting with him. Like he he has a a sort of sixth sense of being able to figure out what I'm gonna like before he plays it to me. And it, it, he just kind of I just love what he he does. He's been an incredible addition, and he's joined the the sort of the, the project officially. So you'll be hearing a lot more tracks with Ollie in it. Um, and um, hopefully a few more guest vocalists as well, because um, the Clive guest vocalist, Clive Farrington, was really cool too. So that was, uh, yeah, more more vocal tracks from FM84. So what what was the switch, right? Because when you did your EP and you, you came up with a few singles, they were like instrumental tracks? So I think, instru- I love making instrumental music, but I think to, to be able to reach more people, and, um, and I love synth pop, I love vocal synth pop, anything like AHA and everything from back in the 80s, I just love all that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I knew that the, the progression, progression for FM84 was definitely vocals in there somewhere, not by me, because I, I tried to sing on one of the tracks, and holy moly, does that not work. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, in um, Running in the Night, the little oohoos you hear in the background is actually me, it's a fun fact. Um, but yeah, I figured out I couldn't sing, and as much as um, Dave Heaton, who's a, he's Phantom Ride, he's a, he's a really great artist in the scene, he was really trying to encourage me to sing. He kept saying, try singing, and I'll try and fix it. Just try and sing this weekend and send me stuff through. And uh, every time I did it, I was like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. And um, I just don't think I could even listen to my music if I was singing on something, you know? I think it would just ruin the whole thing for me. So I can enjoy my music way more if someone else is singing on it. So It's a tough sort of pill to swallow because I like I enjoy singing but I'm not great at it and uh, I've made a few tracks where like I'll auto-tune the shit out of it because it needs to be mm-hmm. and uh, I, I sometimes I wish I would just go do a vocal coach or something to be better because like whenever I'm like listening to other people's tracks mind you though the lyrics that come to me are always like offensive stupid songs about titties and stuff but like it's so much fun to do, and then when I listen back to it, I'm always like, holy fuck, like, when you record now and you can see, because I use Logic to record the show, and, like, I'll use Logic sometimes to mess around and do stuff, when you, you know, you load up and you can actually see what, what notes your voice is hitting, mm-hmm. and, like, <laughs> I love that in my head, I think, like, oh, I'm an okay singer, and then I look and, like, 
every fucking note is off like like all of them to the point where it's like it like i can't even hold even when i think i'm holding a note i'm like oh yeah i held the note and then i look at the waveform and i look at like the thing like that it's going all over the place and it's just fucking insane yeah i i used to be able to sing when i was a kid and then then my voice broke but for some reason my voice didn't tell my brain that my voice broke so (laughs) in one legendary night in a in a pub in Ayrshire in Scotland um, I decided to take on karaoke and I thought what, what song did I sing it was um, oh, doesn't matter it was a really high range one and I clearly couldn't sing it I was, I was singing falsetto the way I was like <laughs> absolutely terrible and uh, ever since then I've, I've kind of developed a complex about singing because uh, clearly can't sing but the cool thing is Ollie can sing hmm. um, and I remember speaking to him and said how can you even hit those notes because he's like all of that all of the vocals you hear are not have not been melodined or tuned at all like that's him just singing and it's amazing I said how do you hit those notes and he said he said to me he says you know how you know how when you, your voice breaks mine didn't break and I was like nice <laughs> so um, well yeah. he does have a great voice like it sounds really nice it's really cool where did um I mean, I think I read somewhere, I, I remember you mentioning or something that, you know, you would, you listen to like The Midnight. Oh, yeah. And that was like one of the sort of the inspirations to do it. But like your music came out of the gate pretty, like the production was good. Um, you know, there's lots of people sometimes where I can hear the evolution of their sound. And uh, I find with your stuff, like the like with the first EP, like it was already good. Um, I've been making music since I was like 14 years old. It's been sort of my long, my lifelong hobby. Um, and I've been writing, God, I've writing songs even back as far as school. So, I mean, just to give context, I started when I was 14 and I'm now th- just turned 37. So doing it a long time and uh, I, you know when I was at school I used to write like cheesy love songs in the piano yeah it's never it's never going to get out there but this is the cheesiest love song ever that I wrote when I was 17 years old which is really funny does it so exist? Do, it does exist but it's never, no one's ever going to hear it so <laughs> unless you get me really drunk one night you never know um, so yeah so I've been doing it a long time and uh, I've been it's just been my hobby you know for forever because at the end of school I hit this weird crossroads where I was really into art um, and I was really into music and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. For one second, I was going to go and do audio engineering. And that was one thing I was really into. Or I was going to go to art school. So it was either let's go music or let's go art. And I decided to go down the art path and I went to, to art school. But the, I always made the music, you know, even even at art school, I would go home at nights and start, you know, playing around, um, you know, back in the days of Rebirth in the late the late 90s. I used to use Octomed and the, the Amiga and then that probably means absolutely nothing to you. And you're probably like, what? No, you know um, why I know what that is? Because <laughs> back in the day, I think I bought like a MIDI keyboard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they would come with like demo software. Yeah, yeah. So Rebirth. I remember this fucking thing called Cakewalk. Yep. Uh, what else? I mean, I used Fruity Loops demo when it was like Fruity Loops 1 or Fruity mm-hmm. Loops 2. And uh, I, I pretty much like... Not that anyone ever really hears the music I make because I don't release it, but like, I uh, yeah, from Fruity Loops too, I made I made tracks all the way up until the newest Fruity Loops, and then just because I use a Mac predominantly, and I have for the past Ooh. few years, good, uh, you know, there just there just really isn't a. Um, you know, like a, a, a dedicated Mac version of Fruity Loops, and so I just switched to Logic, and now I just record the show in Logic. So, 
that's what I do. But I do know all these references of yours. Yeah, and I, I, so I, I, yeah, I kind of wrote music all the way through, and then I was into like you know the whole Lifelike and Valerie Valerie Collective back in like about two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. I, I was really into the retro stuff back then, and then. I heard, for whatever reason, I stumbled upon um, the Midnight's album, um, Days of Thunder, and it just blew me away. Um, I love their stuff. I'm so, I just they're, they're, for me, the, the, the North Star in the scene. I think the work that Tim and Tyler do is just incredible. And um, they inspired me to like really start like making music properly because I'd been faffing about it for so many years. So I just... Lorna, my wife, was really busy for over the period about two months she had this deal she was working on had to work every weekend for about a month month or so so I just thought hey I've got some time let's figure this out and yeah so I just dived straight in and the Los Angeles EP kind of fell out about four four or five weeks of faffing around speaking of uh faffing around (laughs) I'm trying to to come up with a segue let's listen to another cool track off the album I think this one you actually released as a single first a while ago I could be wrong unless you sometimes I get confused because people send me stuff and I know you've sent me tracks and then sometimes I don't remember if if it's like was this a single or was he just sending me something it's called Let's Talk yep and it's a remix of a Time Cop 1983 song featuring Josh Dallas so let's uh, listen to that.
so yeah that was the Time Cop remix um, which was really cool and Jordy and Josh um, allowed me very graciously to put it on my album so that was very nice of them so I very much appreciate that so that's a cool track it is <laughs> <laughs> I remember was it Let's Talk or maybe it was the track Everything where I got a message from you saying oh here's a new FM84 track and then every like two hours you sent me a new version did I? Yeah. yeah, maybe I did. I, I'm really bad at doing that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, no, actually, this one. Use this yeah. one. Oh, and then two hours yeah. later, another so, mix comes in. If, you, if I tell you how many how many versions I went through, I, I posted a funny thing in Twitter that was like, I think the file name was like, uh, track six, final, version three, final, this time, version yeah. six, alt <laughs> six. I think that's my life is like, I've got, oh, yeah. Well, I think even once, because uh, I think it was, yeah, the track, everything, and I think once you finally sent me the final one, which I thought was the final one, and then I got the album, <laughs> and the album has a different version of the song. Like, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what track, yeah, it might be that track, I'm not I'll, sure. I will assume that the album version is the final. It is the final. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I'm really bad with that. It's like, oh, I keep changing stuff. Oh, anyway, yes, it's definitely final. I added an extra 16 bars to the final version because I thought the end... A lot of the, the, the tracks in the Los Angeles EP, I listen back and I'm like, man, I should have made that a little bit longer at the end. It just sort of finishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was trying to just give people a little extra something with the album. You're, you're a generous man. Well, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Having done this uh, work for Apple and all this stuff, are you, are you a Mac user? Oh yeah, I'm the, the biggest fanboy on the planet. I'm like the ultimate Apple fanboy that, that somehow managed to go, managed to work at Apple. So um, yeah, I'm surrounded with everything Apple. This is a new feature on the show. <laughs> I'm going to play a little, uh, um, maybe I'll have to make up a jingle of just like boring question alert so I can satisfy the, the people who listen to the show who want me to ask these questions, but then also let them know at the same time that they're stupid questions. People are screaming People are screaming at the podcast going, no, Andy, nope, just just move on. Move on. Um, so <laughs> here, we'll, we'll pretend this is the jingle here, fucking... Boring shit. Hey, Colin Bennett, what D-A-W do you use? I use Ableton Live. What's your favorite VST? Yuhi's um, Zebra. There you go, you fucking nerds. Anyway. <laughs> and that thus ends. <laughs> Somebody got a kick out of that. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. It's funny. Like, I know a lot of people who use Fruity Loops, but then, I don't know, well, maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but a lot of the people who make the really good stuff tend to use Ableton. But I hear that Ableton is... Uh, not as immediately user-friendly. I think that's why a lot of people use Fruity Loops. Really? Yeah. Do you find Ableton to be very easy? Yeah, I like it. We'll continue this this amazing segment. Yeah, people are like, oh my god, are they talking about DAWs, really? (laughs) (laughs) People are just desperately scrambling for the stop. Hey, that stands for Digital Audio Workstation. Or just duh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I should call this segment. Exactly, duh. So, yeah, no, I'm actually friends with the, the product manager at Apple that runs the Logic team, you know, the Logic Pro mm-hmm. um, and the GarageBand team. And he he hates that I use Ableton. But what is it? What is it about it? I mean, like, did they try and get you to use Logic and you, you started it up and we're just like, nah, you know, I'm wait. Does GarageBand still exist? Yeah, it does. It's really good. See, I thought that 
Because, you know, like a long time ago with the Macs, you know, they would usually come with a disc that was like your startup kit and it would have like iLife <laughs> and GarageBand and some other things. Scramble to find the uninstaller. You're like, get this yeah. crap off my mind. I remember using it and then now I just feel like I, I thought GarageBand was just gone and sort of logic was sort of like they just kind of want you to use logic. But maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm bored of talking about DAWs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the segment? A moment of duh. Duh. <laughs> no, it's, no I, I like Ableton. It's really simple to use. I got into it in 2005, um, and I've been faffing about with it for about the last 10 years, and I'm still useless at it. But for some reason, people will think I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. Well, you're in good company of uh, people like Ogre and... Uh, <laughs> That's the only one I can think of offhand right now, but I know he uses Ableton. Yeah. There you go, you stupid nerds. Yeah. Ah. Sorry, I just threw a paperclip on the desk in frustration and anger. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather in San Francisco? Pretty dark at the moment. It's, it's yeah. I don't well, know. It makes time sense. Is it here? It's nine, eight, 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost it's dark midnight over and, here. And it's yeah, it's good. It's okay. It was really wet about two weeks ago. I can't believe we're talking about the weather. Um, yeah, my family were over visiting about two weeks ago from Scotland, and the weather wasn't so good for them. But um, but isn't that like what the weather is like over in Scotland? Yeah, but you don't want to come, you don't want to fly all the way from Sco- from Scotland to San Francisco to get shitty weather. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of it. Let's go to California and watch it rain. <laughs> yeah, my last couple of weeks have just been so ins- so insane. Yeah, like today I had a big review at work, and I was trying to juggle it with. Uh, all the stuff that's been going on for the release so oh man what a day but people have been nice and uh oh yeah people have been really good it's been well, such so, a- i mean it's good like the album's good so it it, des- it deserves whatever praise it gets thank you andy yeah yeah it's it's nice to get out there um yeah i wasn't yeah there's a couple of tracks on it that are not maybe not synth wavy as i'm sure a lot of people in the scene would like but I'm, i don't think i've ever been 100 percent synth wave in my sound i think it's been more of a kind of combination of a lot of different influences so i hope i think people kind of dig that i think people are into well let's move on here we'll talk about another track on the album so let's listen to one and then cool. you can tell me the story of this here but this is a track called goodbye oh. featuring i'm jumping around a bit uh featuring clive farrington so let's listen to this
And that was Goodbye by FM84 featuring Clive Farrington. And I'm here with FM84 right now, Colin Bennett. So, Clive Farrington, of course. Yeah. When in Rome, The Promise. Yep. That's what people will know him for. And when you're in doubt. Which, yeah, is a, which is a good track. So how did you, uh, how'd that work? Wow, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, so one of the guys that likes my music, his name's Colin as well, he posted my music on his Facebook feed and it just happened to be that he's friends with Clive uh, through a sort of mutual relationship on in in Los Angeles. And Clive really liked the track. So he, he got in touch with me with a version of this, this other track with him singing on it. And I, I didn't put, I didn't realize that Clive was the lead singer of When in Rome. And then I, it took me like a, like a couple of days to put two. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I got back to him and I said, oh my goodness, this is this is really cool. Um, I said, you know, instead of like just singing over one of my existing tracks, do you, would you be up for writing a track for my album? Because I'm working on the album. And he says, sure, I'd love that. So um, yeah, I, I kind of wrote the, the the music for it and I I, I called it goodbye because I thought, oh, it'd be really cool and really cliched to have the last track in the album called goodbye because I'm the king of cliched track titles <laughs> um, so yeah I sent it through to him and he he sent through some really just he basically sent through exactly what we hear right now and yeah we, I flew to LA last month and recorded he, he picked me up in his gold Jaguar at LAX which was the coolest pop star <laughs> moment ever it's just like he says I'll pick you up in my gold Jag and I'm like yeah sure and he turned up in a gold Jaguar and I'm like whoa so um, that was just so cool he took, we, we went back to his place and we messed around and we recorded the vocals in the afternoon and then in the evening we went out for drinks and we went to his boat and we chilled out on his boat at night and it was just like just such a nice guy to work with really just for, for such a legend and for such a you know for so, so much success with his career he was surprisingly open and very gracious to feedback and the, when we're recording the vocals and he was just just a wonderful person to work with so um, yeah and it, I think he yeah he's, he's been really cool <laughs> I'm not sure what I was going to add there I, I, I keep <laughs> I was going to add something but today it was played in a Chicago radio station but then that, that puts a crappy timestamp on your podcast again so oh that's okay tell me about that yeah today um, Clive is I think friends with a, a good radio a big radio station host in Chicago and they played the track this afternoon on like every 30 minutes throughout the afternoon yeah that's awesome <laughs> it was really cool and they kept pitching us FM84 featuring Clive Farrington and they were like we all know Clive Farrington but who is FM84 let's look <laughs> into it and they were like he's called Colin Bennett sounds like a, a secret agent name and I was like oh my god this is just so nice. <laughs> that's awesome so that's um, cool so like he just took this initiative out of nowhere I mean that yeah that's great for you man yeah it's really cool and I'm hoping that you can open maybe fingers crossed open the door to a few other interesting 80s collaborators Ooh. further down the line so but no, no news on that yet but I would love to figure out something else with uh, he knows a lot of people from the 80s so we'll see Stay, stay tuned. Yeah, you're going to have to start doing a lot of uh, cocaine. And that's phase two to sort of meeting all these people and going on golden boats and stuff as there's going to be big piles of coke. And uh, you're gonna have, there's going to be some sort of initiation, I imagine. Yeah, well, I'm looking, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
your wife's a lawyer, she'll get you out of trouble. Yeah, she, she's, she's probably, she's, she's tapping the shoulder going, do not say another word. <laughs> <laughs> Step away from the mic. There's the power cord. Pull the cord. <laughs> no, that would be was... amazing. She can be your PR agent, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, my brother's trying to get involved. He's because my brother's really funny in Scotland. Um, for 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 whatever reason, people are a little bit negative and a little bit kind of you know they're like, hey, they're like, hey, I just bought a new car. You don't need a new car. Why are you buying a new car? Hey, I just right. wrote an album. Ugh, stick to the day job. So you get a lot of like very negative. And my brother, he's he's, he's usually kind of like, oh, okay. He actually, um, he replied, he was like, oh, the music's really good. Um, do you need a manager? <laughs> so <laughs> I think for once, like, my family's actually thought, oh, he's calling any silly music. Oh, it's actually kind of good. Well, that's so, nice. Uh, that's yeah, I've, nice. Heard that about, I've heard that about Scotland. Yeah, there's, uh, Scotland's a great place. I, I miss it a little bit, to be honest. But, um, like, I, like, I've just heard that before, like, with interviews with other, like, sort of Scottish people and stuff, that it's just sort of, like, part of the culture. It's just, like, the keep you in check. I think that's oh, the, yeah. the phrase. Oh, yeah. And every place has their thing. Like, sort of Canada's like that as well, just about, you know, we seem to be cliched of sort of keeping our expectations reasonable. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that. <laughs> people, don't like, people don't like success in Scotland. If you say you've done something really great, they're like, oh, I haven't done that, so screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of, it's got a little bit of that kind of stuff going on, but... um it's a great place, and I, I've got a lot of friends back home, and I miss them a little bit. Um, but I think I'm really enjoying things in San Francisco. So, um, yeah, it, it provides all the inspiration for sunny vibes because uh, I wouldn't be able to do that living in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> so, who are your favorite uh, Scottish celebrities? I'm not going to say any cliched ones. Um, not sure, Andy. What are the cliched Scottish ones? Oh, Sean Connery, isn't it? Oh, right. You're, oh, yeah, a, you shite. You're a shite for sure eyes. <laughs> there used to be a talk show host in America called Craig Ferguson. Yes. Uh, yeah. Who was pretty big, I think, in L.A. And I remember when we, Lauren and I visited L.A. about 10 years ago, somebody said, oh, you'll know Craig Ferguson. We're like, who? And they're like, he's this famous Scottish guy over here that's doing talking. We're like, who? Well, also, I think most of his success, I mean, he was in... Like, he was in L.A. a long time, right? Because, I mean, he was in, like, Drew Carey show and stuff like that. So, I don't even know when the hell he was in Scotland. Like, he's, you know, that's, like, 90s, yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah there's lots of... It's really cool, actually, how many Scottish actors and stuff have come over and done well, like Ewan McGregor and... Uh, who's the guy that's in the X-Men? Oh, uh... uh um, James... James... James McAvoy. McAvoy. James, James McAvoy. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there's a few people doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just like oh. <laughs> I wonder if this segment's going to go down as popular as uh, the DAW one. Oh man. Here, let's listen to a track. I think this is my favorite track on the album. Cool. Uh although uh they it may have or may not have been released today, the day that we're recording, so I, I haven't had much time to like super digest the album over and over again, but from what I can tell, and this was the one I hit repeat on the most, this is a track called Wild Ones, mm-hmm. which I think is my favorite on the track. I love this one. It's got a great uh, vocal hook in there. That part where he goes and the, you know says the Wild Ones line. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's a good track. That's, my, that's Lauren and my wife's favorite track. And it's funny, everyone's got a different favorite track, which I kind of like, actually. It's, yeah, no, that's it, cool, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's listen to it. So this is Wild Ones by FM84. Standing on the skyline Watching all the cars go Sleeping in the daylight You're losing all control 
And that was Wild Ones by FM84 featuring Ollie Ride. Yeah. That's a good track. Do you... We talked before about how you don't like singing, but, like, do you ever think of a vocal like anything and just say oh it'd be cool if you did this or do you just let him do what he wants to do sometimes I think I kind of try to let um, singers and the, the, so the actual kind of the vocal writers do their thing because that's what they're good at um, I've come up with melodies before and I'm like hey this would sound really cool but it's, it's really not that cool at all so yeah I'll, I'll let Ollie Ollie's like a bit of a genius I think you can hear that probably in the tracks he's bringing the magic so um, I'm going to let him continue to bring the magic. But yeah, I'm not very good with vocal vocal stuff. I'm better with the production and all the stuff behind the scenes. So Ableton. No, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are things in Canada? They're okay. It's uh, nearly midnight. I think it took up till now for my son to go to sleep, which is always good. Mm. The joys of parenthood. I'll tell you, I'm frustrated, but this is. If we're gonna go back to super nerdy talk here, I'll start this. I'll start this segment now. Here's what Andy's frustrated about right now. I just tried to download a fan edit of the Hobbit trilogy okay. because I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and uh, the Hobbit movies I didn't care for. Yeah, I, I don't like them either. I don't know what what happened there. Um, the thing is this: I actually didn't mind the first one. Because it had the most sort of, like, connections to the Lord of the Rings movies in terms of, like, this is where he finds the ring from Gollum and all that shit. But, uh, man, like, that third movie was a fucking mess. And, like, all the the build-up that they had done in the first two movies, because I sort of, I defended it. When people were saying the Hobbit movies weren't very good, I'm like, you know, they're okay. Like, they're not as bad. They're not, they're not as good as Lord of the Rings. But they're still okay. Like, they're watchable. And I thought that because there was all these plot threads and side plots that I thought were heading someplace. Mm -hmm. And then in the third movie where it turned out they weren't heading anywhere and it was all just like really stupid. I was like, Oh "Oh, man, like I walked to the theater so disappointed, like just like, like, what the fuck just happened? So anyway, some nerd, uh, I guess took the three movies and then edited it into like sort of a four hour cut. Uh, but of, so he took five hours of it out. Sounds a lot better. Yeah, and, and I think, and basically his prerogative, I haven't watched it yet because we're going to get to my annoyance right now, but I guess this dude's prerogative was I'm going to uh, make it kind of more faithful to the books and keep the focus on Bilbo because in the movies, like, he sort of takes a back seat in, like, the third film to, like, all the stuff that's happening and he's the, the, supposed to be the lead character, you know? And, mm-hmm. But uh, the file is really big and my USB stick isn't formatted uh, X-Fat. It's only formatted uh, FAT, you know, the, the file type because I want to play the video on my PlayStation. And uh, it turns out my USB stick is broken. And so in order to get this file off the computer so that I can play it on my PlayStation, I need to format some other drive X-Fat. Uh, and I'm going to do that, uh, but it's going to take some time. So instead of watching the Hobbit trilogy tonight, I will just uh, be transferring files off the drive so I can format it. Do you, do you have and a Mac, Andy? I do. See, you should get an Apple TV and a little app called Beamer, which is really cool, because all you do is it, it, it connects directly to your Apple TV, and you just drag any video file on top of Beamer, and it'll beam it directly to your TV, like anything. Just throw it on top, and it just streams it straight to the TV. You fucking corporate shill. You come <laughs> on here just to talk about Apple. I get it. No, it's not. It's not an Apple app. It's, it's another third-party app, but it's, it's really handy. Mm. So there you go. Of course, I would need Talk an Apple it. TV to... Uh... See, I'm trying to upsell Apple here. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's yeah. That there's a reason why uh, we didn't start recording exactly when I said we were going to was because I thought for a second there I'm like, oh, I'm going to transfer this thing, and the second I'm done talking to Colin, I'm going to plug this in and watch the Hobbit, and then uh, and then it's like, oh, your USB drive is uh, corrupt. Sweet. Oh, I guess I get to transfer this to. Oh, can't transfer it to any of my other drives, and so this file is just fucking sitting there. Same thing that happened when I downloaded the Star Wars Despecialized Editions. Oh yeah, okay. Because they're very big files. Like that was the one where that nerd took the original Star Wars films off the Blu-ray. I don't say nerd disparagingly, by the way. Like the dude is doing the Lord's work, but like he he took the Blu-ray Star Wars movies and took out all the special edition effects, so they're basically like high-definition versions of the original cuts because you can't buy the high-definition versions of the original edits. You can only buy the special editions in high-definition. Oh, see, that's that's funny because people, people, I've got some, I usually post a track and then I update it and then I update it again and I add an extra bit on at the end and some some guy said, would you stop fucking George Lucasing your tracks? Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) Keep adding special effects and shit. And they're like, no, just stop it. Oh. Well, you should take that joke to the next level then and just actually do one that's just full of, like, Jar Jar Binks voice samples. Yeah, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So what's your favorite movie, Andy, from the 80s? Uh, Good question. Is this uh, going to be a new segment? I think... Yeah, Andy's favorite movie from the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Today, I will go with Scarface. I love Scarface. Yeah. And I, uh, I miss it because I can't, you know, I've, I've got a young son. Oh, that's, so, good. that's good to watch with him. He'll yeah, enjoy so, that. So my favorite films are all R-rated movies. <laughs> well, he'll enjoy that scene in Robocop, you know, where he turns into Robocop. and. <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene scarred me as a kid. But even yeah. I didn't see it when I was five. Like, I mean, I saw that scene even when I was like 10 or 11, and it still upset me. It's an upsetting scene. It is. Uh, on the Blu-ray, it goes on for like... An extra like twenty seconds too, where you see his arm fall off and stuff. And then the guy, the guy falls in the acid at the end. Yeah. Remember? Well, that scene is awesome. Like the. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> just, amazing. Don't touch me, man. <laughs> I love that movie. But um, yeah, Scarface. I love Scarface. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. This is a problem that always happens to me. Not a serious problem, but like. Everybody is so unique in the things that they that they like. Even though we all sort of like similar things, everybody's got their own little their own little niche and stuff like this. And so, whenever people try and tell me they think I'm going to like something, they're always wrong. And I, that's been my experience. Like anytime someone's like, "Oh, you like this? Oh man, you'd love this show." And so it's like, "Oh, you think that's funny? You'd love this?" And I and they're always wrong. They've never. And I I started thinking about my own taste, and it's like, wow, like it really is is really diverse. Like, my favorite television show is classic Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But my favorite movie is Scarface. And these things have nothing in common at all. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's like, true. That's true. That kind of thing happens all the time to me, where somebody goes, oh, man, I, I know you really like this track. You'll love this one. I listen to it. You're like, do you even listen to the other track? It sounds nothing yeah. like... like. Yeah, it's funny, eh? And you never... That's why I don't predict on behalf of anybody. Like, all I'll ever say is, if I like something and I'm trying to convince somebody that they should watch it, I'll just let them know how I feel about that thing and that maybe that will give them the information they need to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I undersell a lot of the things I like too. Like I've got a friend who's never seen Blade Runner and for some reason I find it difficult to sell the film to him because I'm always just like, I feel like you might fall asleep during this film. Like that's all I think of, even though it's like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
I think for someone who's never seen it before, it might be a little slow. Yes, yeah, a little more chilled. It's a really great film, though. I oh, it's it. awesome. I mean, the only reason why I put Scarface, I just, I just love Scarface. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's tricky, right? There's a lot of great '80s films, you know. Flight of the Navigator is the best one. Although, well, actually, Back to the Future is my favorite one. But Flight of the, have you seen Flight of the Navigator, Andy? You know what? I've never seen Flight of the oh, Navigator. Come on, it's the Adam, best. Adam McNabb always goes off about Flight of the Navigator oh, to me, like so that's good. his example, and I, I've never seen yeah, it, that's... which is exciting. That's I like um, not having seen. Yeah, well, here, here's the setup for Flight of the Navigator. So he, I'll, I'll explain this because I want everyone that's listening to go and watch it because it's it's my it's one of my favorite '80s movies. And it's, if you've ever noticed the little FM eighty four logo, which looks like people think it's a leaf, it's actually the spaceship from Flight of the Navigator. Ooh, trivia! So there you go. There, there you go. Um, so no, the, the setup for the movie is um, Mum and Pop are getting the the kids getting the dinner ready for the kids, and one of his his little brother's playing out in the forest. So he's told to go and grab his little brother from the forest. So he runs into the forest, and he's little brother you know jumps out and scares him and then you know runs back at home so while he's in the forest he hears this weird noise so he looks over and then he falls down this ravine so then he wakes up and he runs back up to his house and he goes up to the door and it's locked so the door's locked he's like what the hell so he bangs the door and he op- the door opens and it's an old woman it's like it's, it's not even his mum that lives there and, and then they freak out and they, they the police come and stuff like that and they figure out he's been missing for eight years but hasn't aged a day does that not make you want to watch it so what happened aliens yeah, but you got to watch it. <laughs> You're just ruining it. Well, everyone knows it's Aliens, but it's really good fun. It's a great movie, and yeah, it's one of my favorites. I, I'd recommend it. All right, I'll check it out. One of these days, man, I got so much shit on the list now. There's so much stuff. Yeah, that's... You know, like, then, then all these great TV shows now, where, like, the second you like a show, you're already like, well, there's 10 hours, or I got to devote to, like, a season, and... It's true. Do you know, remember back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s with Napster, where everyone was downloading, like, every album that ever existed? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and then everyone freaked out about how music piracy was so much. I, don't, I guarantee that most people that downloaded stuff didn't even listen to it. They were literally just downloading it because they could. Think about how different the damn speeds are now because like okay so talking about this stupid fan edit of of lord of the rings it's like a nine gig file and you know i, I downloaded it in maybe like an hour mm-hmm. and then fucking back in the day downloading depeche mode mp3s yep and uh you know 40 minutes for a fucking super compressed mp3 <laughs> Of like, I remember like there was some demo. I, I, I remember exactly because it was around the time Depeche Mode was about to put out the album, I think, Exciter. Mm-hmm. And there was like some early demos they released. And it took so long to download the stupid track. And then now you download a whole fucking discography in like two minutes. It's true. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I remember back in the day where you used to... Ugh. The 100 kilobytes per second or something and you could get like the mp3 in like a minute nowadays it's just like blink and you miss it yeah um, but yeah it's oh, it's crazy <laughs> this is, this, I sound like some this, old guy this is like, yeah, yeah I was just about to say I, this I is a new segment 80s, actually yeah. not a new uh, segment at all because there have been <laughs> a new segment called Colin's Old <laughs> well there's like, I had an episode I did with Protector 101 and all we talked about was like back pain and like <laughs> Like just fuck, man. What's happening? Well, <laughs> a bunch well, of old men. Yeah, that's well. The thing is, I'm cruising towards my forties, even though I don't hope I don't look forty. I'm cruising towards forty, and I've started realizing I've got a beer in my beer gut. You know, you know what I mean. You know, that kind of just that squishiness gets worse and worse, especially since I moved to the states and I eat pizza way too much. So I've started doing the um, you know the, the workout thing you can do in front of the TV, which is like half an hour. Every, I don't know. It's this cool thing called P90X3, 
and you'd think that I'm plugging it I'm not it's really cool I just want to plug it because I've lost like about I don't know about 18 pounds in the last like two months I thought P90X um, was pills no it's not it's like a workout program it's like a home workout program where you can just like throw on you know throw the DVD in the player and just jump around in front of the TV but you need like dumbbells and you need some pull up bars but holy moly it works like so I just like I'm trying to get into shape before I before I get to my 40s and uh, start thinking about kids and stuff because I don't want to be the fat dad you know what I mean I got well dude I mean uh, you got a few years on me but I got uh, gray hair oh I dye it dude I dye my hair oh yeah I don't know I'm gonna go I'm starting to go gray as well but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it just gonna let it grow out gracefully and see what happens yeah well you still you got two years i mean by the time i'm 37 i think i actually will be gray like not salt and pepper like i am now like i will be gray but that's cool though that i think it's quite distinguished so um, i don't know man i don't know i maybe embrace i mean look hey gray hair is better than no hair right so like that's true it's, it's a it's fine Although, you know, that's whatever. I'm going to be a really funny-looking bald guy, so I imagine I'll probably wear a lot of hats. (laughs) That's going to be so strange. Anyways, man, listen, we should probably wrap this up. How about this? Pick a song that we haven't talked about, and this this can be uh, Colin's pick from from the album, and then we'll sort of end the show on that. Hmm. I wonder which one to pick. Um, let's go for the, the go for. Don't want to change your mind because that's a really interesting track. It's 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 surprisingly a lot of people's favorite track from the album, and it's 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 just a little different. So I think that's kind of cool. Okay, man. Well, we'll we'll play that song. So do you have any uh, uh, parting words? Um, just just thanks for having me on, Andy, and just again thanks to everyone that's listening and everyone that supports my music. It really does mean the world, and you know even your comments and all that kind of stuff. It's just. It's just great. So thanks so much for the support. Everyone's so nice. So thank you. Well, that's awesome, dude. That's a good positive message for... Uh... No, thanks for having me on, Andy. It's been really nice and um, really nice to chat to you. And uh, just just great. to. I love the podcast. And Well, thank you very much. I like hearing nice things about me. <laughs> it makes me... <laughs> It makes me feel great. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, listen, it's been a lot of fun. FM 84, go get the... uh, I'm not telling you to go get the album. I'm telling people to listen. Go get the album because it's really good. And we are going to end on uh, this track called Don't Want to Change Your Mind featuring Ollie Ride. And I've been been tatting with FM 84. Tatting. Fuck's sakes. (laughs) It's like 1221 over here. (laughs) Thanks, Andy. It's not too black of a feeling That my head's against the Convince me that I'm dreaming And you're waiting by the door
right, and that was FM84. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to that guy. Definitely check out his album because it's really fucking good. Solid stuff. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, and then tune in next week. And, uh, you know, check out the Patreon page, man. It's up there. And if you want to support the show, please do, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your support. Makes me feel good inside. We got some got some goals to reach, and uh, that's that, man. So that's uh, patreon.com slash beyond synth to uh, support the show, and uh, that's the end of this week's episode. It's been a slice.